0: In a world full of movie podcasts, here is one more. Welcome to Defend Your Movie with Sean Donnelly and Andrew Fiori. The time has come again, the trivia must dead. Defenders, welcome to literally another episode of Defend Your Movie. Regrettably, this is your host, the Cool Breeze, Andrew Fiore, <laughs> along with my very, very patient co-host, <laughs> Sean Donnelly, the Dutch Master. I wanted to start this episode of Defend Your Movie. I should be defending myself right now, uh, because in full disclosure, we taped this episode that you're about to hear at least the topic you're about to hear, yesterday. And it finally happened. My dumbass forgot to hit record on the Zoom, and we have no episode. So we are doing it 24 <laughs> hours later. I apologize that this is going to come out late. I apologize to my partner in crime, Sean. Uh, we had a fun time. We had a really good podcast, but I think we'll match it, and it'll be an- another great one. But I wanted to apologize. I felt like a jerk all day, and uh, something... I really pride myself on remembering all that kind of stuff, but it's one of those things I got the quarantine brain happened, and I. This is the most Irish I've ever seen you be, Andy. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah.
1: The apologies are just flowing. I feel like I'm at a family party or something. <laughs> yeah, this is really the Catholic. Because, anatomy. well, the funniest part about it was, and and obviously, uh, no sweat. It, 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 honestly, honestly, it's no problem. Like it's it happens, but uh, the funniest thing is we like. The, the, the point where we realized it I was a, a minute before we were about to be done. So literally, I go, oh, you want to do plugs? And then you go, you're going to kill me. I didn't hit the record button. <laughs> so- and, I, 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 and I was telling you before we started just now, I was telling you, like, my honest reaction was not anger at all. Like, I wasn't angry at I was just... I was, oh, it's almost like with Zoom being the new thing, I was waiting for this to either happen on a show I was doing or for me to do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it yeah. had to have happened at some point. So. so I was like, I don't care. It's, 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 we can always re- it's an hour. We
0: can record it, you know? Right. Well, it. you're very gracious. I appreciate right, I, it. And I apologize, I, Defenders. But would you almost a-
1: say magnanimous? Would you say I'm magnanimous?
0: Yeah, I say you're glorious and magnanimous. (laughs) (laughs) And you're grown up. You're really centered and grown up. I'm centered and grown up. That's right. (laughs) That's absolutely right. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so we'll, let's jump right into it. We watched a few things. Uh, yeah. You told me-
1: well, the good, the good thing about you, the good thing about us not recording yesterday <laughs> is that I watched two movies
0: last night.
1: Like I was all right. Was like, lay them like on me. Two in the morning. Well, um, the first one because I don't think we're gonna. Uh, the second one, I it's so funny. But the first one is a movie that you're gonna be surprised I haven't seen yet. Okay. Cool. Uh, I might have even lied and said I saw it on the podcast. <laughs> but I didn't see it. Uh, and because you, know, you might have talked about it, and it, I loved it obviously because I love the guy who wrote it. Uh, oh, I'm
0: so intrigued, I'm,
1: Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. I, <gasps> I know, I know, I am shocked. It's almost like, why do I have a movie podcast if I haven't seen that movie? <laughs> wow, and
0: I, I, I don't mean, know what we make don't so know many what, references to, to, to Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Oh, well, I know the references, I know the
1: oh, always, <laughs> right, right, I, right. I knew that also, and uh, I loved it. I like oh, it was. Yeah. Like, First of all, it's like watching a play. It really is. You can see it really where is. it's, uh, where well, it's yeah, a it's play,
0: right? You know.
1: Well, it's David Mamet, and yeah. I, I've seen the other David Mamet movies before. I've seen Glenn Garry. I saw things change. I saw there was a couple of them with Campbell Scott. There was yeah. um, there was a few of them that I've seen uh, before. I saw Glenn Garry, Glenn Ross.
0: Yeah, uh, and, this one. Uh, this is the creme de la creme. This is when this is Mamet at Mamet's peak. It's acting. Uh, Acting's peak. I mean, it's a tremendous ensemble cast. It's amazing writing. And it's just one of those things. Where you're like, take this brilliant script and let those guys go. You know? Well, that's the thing. There's not, you could have, like, I probably could have directed this. You
1: could, you exactly. could have. Because the guy does some interesting stuff with it. I, th- I think he just does it like, like uh, his name's, uh, I think Joe, not Joe Roth, Joe, something else that directed it. And, uh, and, don't get me wrong, the guy does a great job. He actually makes it feel almost like a play sometimes. But you see him doing a little bit of tricky camera work. Like, there's a point when uh, Jack Lemon's talking to Al Pacino, and he just right. pulls back for no reason. Like, it's almost like, and I think the idea is that, like, like almost like you're, um, you're, uh, sneaking in on their conversation. Like it's almost like if you sat on the other side of the office watching them talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he pulls back on it, and I'm like, part of me thinks he did that because he was bored as fuck, and <laughs> yeah, he just wanted dude. to do something. honestly (laughs) all he all his
0: job was is to was my job yesterday just hit record (laughs) (laughs) just make sure there's film in the camera and hit play yes yeah
1: yeah yeah (laughs) and but there was some cool lighting things in there they had it was like you know it's actually we're probably not giving the guy enough credit it's probably really hard to make something like that james foley and it's probably And he's done some other stuff i know that for a fact but like um i think what else has he done
0: I'm not sure, but it's gotta be hard. You're right to, uh, especially if, I don't know, if you're a director at any level to just have that amount of talent in the room and be like, Hey, maybe try it like this. Just be like, yeah, all right. Well, it's Alec Baldwin, uh, Pacino, Spacey, Jack Lemon. Yeah. Yeah. They <laughs> probably know. just
1: ran, ran circles around the guy and did what they yeah. wanted. It was probably like just carte blanche for those guys to do whatever. Yeah. But, um, was, but obviously you know,
0: classic, classic, uh, you know, the Glengarry leads, we need the leads. Uh, Jack Lemon's got that classic character you feel so so horrible for him. It's heartbreaking. Well,
1: definitely it's uh, that Jack Lemon character is what Gil is based off
0: on. It's absolutely seasons. what Gil is based yeah, on in the yeah, yeah. Uh, uh,
1: And and he's so good in it and it's so like um there's you go back and forth so much in the movie like where it, you just watch the guy, the guy's at the end of his rope, and then when he thinks he's got it, he becomes too big for the roost and, and fucks himself over by letting that little piece of information out. It's, a, it's, 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 it's a really well, it's a, it's a good play. It's just a good, and then it's like watching, uh, like a, like a filmed version of a play almost, you know, yeah, like, yeah. And, uh, the, the language, the David Mammoth language, anyway, oh, yeah. in like pro- it's probably at the, peep, uh, the, the peak of the, of the Mammoth language where it's like, uh, it, it's the most confident you're going to see those lines delivered you know what i yeah. mean where, it's the most where it actually seems like that's cuz other Mammoth movies some of the characters in the movies they seem like they you know they talk the same way as Glenn Gary Glenn Ross but it's not as aggressive of the script so you almost need the guy behind saying those those lines to be 100% sure this is how they talk you right, know like right, right. and there's there's things about the way Mammoth writes that is how people talk in real life but he almost takes it he takes the awkwardness and takes the thing to a new level with it where he's like there's a lot of repeating of what you said and a lot yep. of like um you have to be in the conversation you know what they're talking about a lot of not spelling out things like there's not a lot of a lot of narrative like he's like you're the guy so you're the guy you're the right, so right, you're right. the guy and yeah. then, and you called the guy. So what are we talking about? Are we talking about it or are you just saying it? Like stuff like that where it's like, <laughs> are we talking about it or are you just saying it? It's a very, there's a scene between Ed Harris and, uh, and Alan Arkin where they're, where they're talking oh, about something in the cast. movie. I won't give it away. Yeah. And, and then a the very thing that rings true with the public and, and I think in, in real life is, are we talking about this or are you just saying it? Like I think I, I, people have, would say that in real life. You know what I yeah. mean? Like that's where the realism comes out. But when you have line after line of that next to each other, you see how much different it is than a regular movie script. You see, yeah, for sure. You see where the, the, the playwright aspect comes
0: in. Yeah. I can't, uh, imagine why that cast wasn't awarded more or even nominated for more. the interesting fact that was, um, Al Pacino out of the whole cast was nominated for best supporting actor and, and also in that same year, he was nominated and won for Best Actor for *Son of a Woman*. He was up for Supporting and Best, and won for Best. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, he's better in this than he
1: is in *Son of a Woman*. Better I agree. I agree. Better in this because it's not because because you know why? Because we have the over the overdoing it Al as our new like uh, cut cutout of what Al Pacino is, and yeah. this and this wasn't that. It, it was it was. It was a little bit holding on to the old Al. It was, it was there was there was some subtle Al in there. It was like yeah, actual Richard real Roma. Richard Roma, Ricky Roma. <laughs> it was a it was a real. Uh, it, I yeah, he was amazing at it.
0: You and could the, have given the, it to the, anyone, and nobody would have complained. You know, the whole cast. Maybe oh, not, absolutely. But
1: well. um...
0: No, Spacey's actually well not now. I love I mean, when like Jack Lemon starts to dress him down at the end. If you haven't, I mean, just go watch it if you haven't seen. Well,
1: that's, that's very nice. telling. It's 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 so telling of it's the so character. It's, yeah. like, it's like it's like this guy's such a uh, for lack of a better phrase, such a loser that he gets a little bit of success and it goes right straight. Oh the fucking God, ass.
0: it's heartbreaking, dude. It's, it's rough. But you also, I mean, at the same
1: time, you think you're gonna sympathize more than you do. I don't sympathize with them as much as I thought I would. When I knew what the characters were trying to I mean, they're
0: not good people, but. They're not good know. people.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, the funniest thing about it is early on when you have Alec Baldwin kind and give the, give the famous speech, always be
0: closing. ABC.
1: And then Ed Harris, you have Ed Harris goes, you can't talk to people that way. The rest of the movie, they're all just talking <laughs> to each other the same way that, right. Uh, right. Alec Baldwin did. Yeah. So yeah, it's a winner. I would watch it again if it was on. It's a it's a
0: very good flip test for me too. It's always rewatchability.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anytime it's it's on, and
0: it's on a bunch of platforms. I know. I think it's on Netflix right now. Uh, You can easily find it if you haven't seen it. Please run to Glen, Gary, Glen Ross. Yeah. What was the other one? (laughs) Okay. So this is what I should say. I never saw a Quiet Place. Is that that what it's called? The Quiet Place. Yeah.
1: Quiet Place with John Krasinski. Movies I really enjoy. I know, uh, but when I did watch, I never saw Quiet Place like an idiot. But randomly, I saw a Quiet Place ripoff called The Silence. <laughs> I don't with, know it,
0: but I love the, a Quiet Place
1: with Stanley Tucci is in it, who I love.
0: <laughs> is, is it, it the me, same plot? Basically, instead of it being like I, I think a Quiet Place is like Aliens, right, or whatever it was. Like it yeah, and an they find you by sound only so like you can go yeah, out in public if was, you're deadly quiet this
1: was um, prehistoric these like prehistoric birds that escape from a cave in Pennsylvania oh, Jesus Christ <laughs> and the, the, uh, the, the main character technically was the daughter from Mad Men I forget her name uh, and okay, she yeah. um, she's deaf so the whole family knows sign language so they can survive oh my in God, the quiet carbon copy and, oh, is one of them deaf in the quiet The daughter, she's deaf. Uh, it's, it's in Quiet Place. It's
0: the same. It's I just
1: saw a shittier version of a Quiet Place.
0: Oh my God. And there's like a huge plot point based on that, too. Well, I, I really? don't want to give anything away, but like, I would love for you off air to tell me how that resolves itself. Because if so, then it's definitely a straight ripoff.
1: Uh <laughs> yeah, okay, well, I will tell you. Well it's, it's it's really bad and there's uh the guy, John, whatever his name is, the one who plays um Aiden in Sex in the City and he's in a bunch of if you if you saw he was in he's in my big fat green wedding, he's your boy here husband. Oh, okay, or I know who you mean. Uh that guy is uh he plays like a family friend. He was like in it in the beginning, and um there's so many bad lines in it. Like the he plays like Uncle Uncle something, Uncle, Uncle Harry, uh, Uncle, Uncle Brad, or something like that, right? <laughs> so then
0: the so son, Uncle Brad, you know, he hears real good. <laughs> 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 this is like the- this is- <laughs> He had an eardrum transplant twenty years ago. <laughs> Your uncle Brett.
1: He won hearing contests as a kid. But dude, this is a fucked up scene. I don't know if, if a quiet place has this in the, like, towards the beginning of the movie where the dog is barking at them as they're hitting the window and the dad just lets the dog out of the fucking car to get <laughs> murdered. I'm like, that's, I'm like, fuck these people. I don't care what happens to them now. You killed no, the dog. But they're- <laughs>
0: there is a very uh i can spoil whatever because nobody should watch this movie it's not yeah a movie. but qu- a quiet place is great and it's a really <laughs> cool technique how they do it and you don't there's no dialogue for the first however many minutes and it's <laughs> going into it you go is this gonna be watchable like how's that gonna work but it's kind of like the same thing and not to compare the two but like there will be blood where like there's no sound dialogue but you're so Entranced. Yeah, it's a very you're into cool it. movie. I would recommend a Quiet Place. And I was Can I still watch for... a Quiet
1: Place and enjoy it? You think?
0: Yeah, and it's. I, I think you'll be okay too. It's not really. It's not like a horror movie. It's got some scares, but it's a really good movie. Well, this was barely a hard. This wasn't a horror movie either. That's why. Yeah, I thinking, a horror yeah. movie in is not. I don't want to even classify a Quiet Place as that because it's really more about the family trying to survive in this kind of scary time rather than. But like, dude.
1: There's so many there's a moment where they go to this they walk they finally come upon this lady's <laughs> house in a town and I guess it's like almost like somebody doesn't know about corona like she comes out of her house and what they're the, trying to get a megaphone yeah they just,
0: just
1: <laughs> she's out with pots and pans and starts banging them uh she they're trying to get into her her yard so like they they don't know where there's 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 like trinkets oh, on you top mean of the prehistoric the- birds no, no, no. I mean, uh, the, the family. They're trying to get oh, oh, her okay. property because they're running from the, They're trying to, they're quietly walking away from these birds. So <laughs> they, they, they shake her fence and there is like pots and pans at the top of the fence. And they make sound, right? And she comes out of the house and she goes, this is private property. What are you doing? She's yelling. She's yelling. And they're going, they're making a hand motion like, quiet down. Quiet down. <laughs> and then she just gets attacked by all these birds. I
0: would assume so.
1: One of the cool parts of this, and I don't know if this is in a quiet place, When that, right after that happens and they're trying to get away from these birds and get into the house, St- Tucci, who's amazing, turns on the wood chipper.
0: Ooh. little. So
1: the bird, little. That's a great scene. The the, the the birds are attracted to the wood chipper sound, and they just fly right into the wood chipper. Bop, 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 bop,
0: bop. All right. One after a Fargo another. reference there. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, but, dude, it is so bad, but so uh. much fun the entire time. Maybe I'll watch it for laughs, but, uh, I watched two things that are going to, uh, topic wise lead right into our discussion today. Uh, very cool. Also, similar to your circumstance, uh, a movie, you know, I don't know if I've ever mentioned Paul Newman is if, one of my, if not my favorite actor of all time. I love cool hand yes, loops. I didn't know that till our first recording yesterday. <laughs> and, uh, uh, for whatever reason, I had never seen Butch, Cassidy, and the Sundance Kid. Before either. She's just like, you're Glenn Gary. It's a, it's a movie you would have assumed I've seen. And from start to finish, I just never, for whatever reason, saw it. I had seen glimpses of it. I knew the, uh, raindrops keep falling on your head scene a little bit. Cause I've seen that clip and other things, but I never saw it. And it was great. Great buddy film. Really fun. Uh, I, I was a, I was a, me and my dad watched the sting a lot growing up. That was one of his favorite yeah. movies. And, uh, that was the, always the Robert Redford Paul Newman movie that I, that I knew and loved. And this one I loved as well. I don't know if I like it as much as the Sting, but great. We were well, saying yesterday kind of started off really that genre. Western. It was more of a buddy movie that was kind of the first of the buddy movies that generated a whole genre of buddy movies after this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it also kind of started that the genre, like, you know, I got the Sting as well, but. Uh, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. I think people think of that more, yeah, um, as the quintessential Newman and um and what's his name, uh, movie. Robert Redford. Uh, Robert Redford movie. I think that's like the that's that's the Paramount. That's the the, the tippy top of the mountain
0: when it comes yeah. to that stuff. Yeah, Such yeah, yeah, great writing, great acting, great like banter between them, just really sarcastic and uh, a really fun cast too. You had Catherine Ross, who is most famously known as Elaine from The Graduate. A very a, an unshaven Shawnee. Matches an unshaven Sam Elliott, a very young, <laughs> non-mustachioed yes. Sam Elliott.
1: That is true, and uh, I—that's I, what I get mistaken for the most when I walk around the streets in New York City. <laughs> yeah. Sean, are you Sam Elliott? And I go, I know, I shaved my beard. We look exactly the same. Yeah, no, it's yeah. I, <laughs> that's a common misnomer, but I am not <laughs> Sam Elliott. But I, one one thing I wanted to bring up that we we did mention yesterday when we when we first recorded this, I thought it was interesting. Is what was the point that you think Sam Elliott became Sam Elliott in all the movies that he's gonna do from that point forward? Like the the cat the 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 typecasting. Like I would say we can also do that as an episode. Who is the biggest typecast uh, actor in the history of movies? Because Sam Elliott he 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 he's up there as far as like you're you're putting Sam Elliott in a movie. You're like you know what I need, baby. You you know what you know. I need that Sam Elliott because. Like nobody's putting him in as like a fompish king. Like that's not happening to Sam. You know what <laughs> no. I'm saying? Like that's he's not happening a biker, to Sam like, He's playing a cowboy. But, yeah, he's playing a yeah exactly. He's Lebowski, the stranger. A stranger, the stranger at the bar that just has no name. The man with no name is a great thing for Sam Elliott. You
0: know, he, he does into play it yeah, so well. I guess a star is born. He was the brother of Bradley Cooper and played like that roadie yeah. role, but it fit him perfectly. I thought he it fit was him perfectly the part of that movie.
1: Yeah, because he's supposed to be like grizzled. He's more grizzled than fucking Cooper is in that movie, yeah, obviously yeah. in that movie, and, yeah. and 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 he's a guy who you know, your career-wise, you know, we both do our fair share of uh, you know, we do TV stuff and we do and uh, career-wise, I don't know. I'm I wonder if he appreciated where he's like, oh, the older I get, the more I fit into this role.
0: Yeah, I I think he um, what's the word I'm looking for? I think he embraced it. You know he does it so well. It'd be funny if he gets cast in a movie and he shows up and he's clean shaven. The director's "Buddy, yeah. what are you doing?"
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. we're gonna have to
0: push shooting back two weeks while you grow that thing in.
1: Well, there's movies. There's actually movies like when he plays a lawyer, he shaves off the stash. Ooh. There's a couple of them. There's a couple where he plays like a lawyer or a finance guy or something, but he still has that same like. He's like the grizzled guy at the hedge fund, like you know Yeah, I mean? like, <laughs> he's seen some. He's seen some shit in the stock market. He was there for the. For he was sure, there for that's a, like
0: when oh, Matthew wait. McConaughey's <laughs> in Wolf of Wall Street. You're like, you're still a little too Matthew McConaughey to be a true finance guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it kind of works for that role in, in right. Wolf of Wall Street because you're like, oh,
0: you're supposed to be an oddball, you know, like whatever it is. <laughs> And then the other uh, kind of buddy film I watched was a movie I found on Hulu called Big Time Adolescence with our pal Pete Davidson.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Would you say he's our pal?
0: No, this not at all. I feel <laughs> totally like good. we're cooler than we are. Yes, uh. I mean, I this, did this, know the kid when he was like 17 years old doing stuff. No, we both,
1: quarantine. we both know him. We're, we're friendly with him. I'm just kidding around Yeah, I'm definitely. Like, but, not, but he, uh, he's a, he's a very famous person at this point. Like, yeah, let's be I, friends- I haven't
0: kept in touch with him during the quarantine. Let's say that.
1: I'm friends with Kumail Nanjiani, and he, uh, I texted him the other day and he never wrote back. So, wow. uh, like, you know, these friendships are very short lived in show business. You really know. You have, to, you have, to keep, you have to keep up with these guys to stay in their friend circles. Very- <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you write, hey Kumail, I hope you're doing okay with this whole big sick going on? In the- <laughs> 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 I should have. I should have been like,
1: uh, I'm, like, I'm like, not everybody's eternal in this <laughs>
0: not, a lot of, not a lot of eternals left during this Am I right, pal? Am I right? <laughs> but yeah, dude, this is a cool movie This is a, a very, I really, really enjoyed it uh, Pete plays kind of a, a kid who was the king of high school You know, when uh, he was like a senior And then is now 23 years old but still embraces that lifestyle, uh still, you know, gets high and drinks every day and is still the best friend of the little brother from of his high school girlfriend. <laughs> so to break that math down for you, he was dating this girl in high school and her little brother was like 10 years old and would tag along with them and then when they broke up, he and the little brother just stayed friends. So oh, it was I like a cool that advice. I like that a lot. Yeah, and then you see him kind of help the, uh, the kid who's now 16 and in high school goes six years later. He kind of helps him go through high school. And, uh, it's not always positive. There's some ups and downs. And I don't want to say too much because it's a really new movie. And it just gives, it's, it's, uh, Fiori's five star flick of the week.
1: So you dug it. And it's funny. I, I, would, I would guess as far as character development goes, that being friends with that kid who ends up being 16. Uh, makes, lets him stay young and not deal with real life. That's absolutely, yes. To, yeah, and yeah.
0: it still makes him feel cool because he's got a younger kid who looks up to him and thinks he's cool. Yes, yeah, so you hit the nail on the head.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's like fitting two roles. I, uh, I haven't seen it, but I'll check it out, definitely. He well, it's actually fitting because I think, you know, uh, his new movie just came out on demand. I think it was going to be in the theaters, but it's not. Oh, the, uh, Staten Island. Staten Island. And, King of Staten Island, and, and don't, I'm kidding about not being friends with the guy. We, we're friends with him. I'm joking about that. But, um, our actual buddy from the comedy cell, Ricky Velez, is in it, I believe, and he also wrote it wrote with
0: with Pete, I believe. I think yeah, like, I believe a couple of our and actual my, pals are in. I think Mike Vecchio's uh, in it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. There's a bunch of comics in it, and I, we've actually gotten to know Judd Apatow pretty well through all this. That's it? true. Yeah.
1: So go. Yeah, it's true. Judd's a really nice guy, and yeah. um, go. So go check out uh, the King of Staten Island. That seems like wow. That's like you know. That, that seems like a really, uh, cool idea, uh, and I, 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 I'm sure like, cause also at this point like, I like Pete as an actor. I, I really yeah, do like him as in an big actor. Time uh, like, I, I, like, like, it, Pete's one of those guys when, when he got on SNL, I was like, oh, that's interesting that they, they didn't think they would do something like that. And then I like him on SNL. Like, I agree. He's great. Like, he has,
0: he has a magnetism to him that you want to watch. He does. Know. He has a magnetism. It comes through in, uh, in big time adolescence. in BTA, I'll say. Big time and, um, adolescence. But check out know, Big time mustaches. adolescence. It was funny yeah. because, all of our friends, when we would be at the comedy cellar, like Mike Vecchione, would had had to grow and keep this giant mustache while they were <laughs> firefighters. So it was a big, heavy yeah. mustache-themed episode here.
1: Yeah, they were all play- a bunch of were playing firefighters, so they had to grow the mustache. That's right. <laughs> Vecchione wore wore it very well. I gotta say. And then, but then we didn't know that. You'd be like, "What porno are you in from the 70s? <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so that does fit into today's topic. Yes. Which we're going to go over, uh, again, we, we, uh, we've <laughs> talked about it. We talked about it yesterday as a practice,
0: um, and, uh, and today run we're through. really going to talk about a run through. Uh, it, it, what, you want, you want to tell everybody what it is? Sure. We thought, uh, we would take an idea from, uh, my friend and loyal listener, Ryan McGinnis. Thank you for the idea. He said, Hey, man, why don't you guys do a movie, uh, defend your movie based on the best or your favorite sidekicks in films? So we said, that's a great idea. Let's make uh, our lists as we do. And I came up with some, and Shawnee came up with some, so we're going to go over them again. And I believe yesterday we started off with uh, two of my favorites and yours, Walter Sobchak. And Donnie Carabazos from The Big Lebowski. Yes, and it was very nice. You said you, you, and
1: that's The Big Lebowski, that's Steve Buscemi and John Goodman, and you included Steve Buscemi's character because you felt bad
0: for him. Not bad for Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really Walter is the sidekick, and you know, kind of the, the, even more of it. Maybe an argument can be made, a bigger shining star than Jeff Bridges, but uh, yeah. that's for another episode. I,
1: I was saying yesterday that uh, it, it, um, he absolutely has some, if not as quotable lines, more quotable lines than hundred percent. Yeah, and and he's just and without him in the movie, it would have been. I, I can't even imagine that. Like you needed, you need that piece to yeah. the movie. You definitely do. And, he, and but he also, but at the same time, it kind of it, it's a testament to the the writing and the and the acting. Wow. Uh, he still serves the purpose of a sidekick. Like he's still a sidekick. absolutely. Uh, and he, and he, it's almost like knowing you're like, he's not like when he's, when he's challenged by the main, like the dude is the main guy when he, in the movie, even when he's challenged by him, he back, he does back off. So there is a sidekick. <laughs> yeah. Thing he backs off it. in like, his
0: own Walter way. You know? The yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Come on. You are. Come You are. <laughs> I can get you a toe. Get you a toe by 3 PM. I have said this before. <laughs> you know I he goes I, fucking I, amateurs. You want to <laughs> tell? You want to tell? I, I'll get you a toe. I forgot to say this yesterday, but I remember when in college, when everybody I go, this movie is going to be the quotable movie. Like for our generation, it's going to be like Caddyshack. You know what I mean? And I think it has. The script is Um, so perfect. I mean, the script it's amazing. I quote so many little lines. If I hear somebody's phone ring, I'll be like, "Phone's ringing, dude." You know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's also there's so many. this is—I
1: know this is pretty common knowledge—but it's interesting that you know there's lines that are heard. The dude hears earlier in the movie that he oh, yeah. uses later in the movie, which is uh, such a cool idea
0: for a script. Everything Good. is sick. I mean, it starts right in the beginning. He just—he things he hears it. It just becomes back. You know, the aggression will not stand. he, he hears, hears George, he George he Bush
1: say that, and then he tells the guys, the kidnapping, you know, the the rug guys, that the aggression will not stand, man. And here's yes. the thing—that. That That uh, mechanic, that, that doing that is what people do in real life. I've had conversations with people, Absolutely. where I use a word earlier in the conversation, or they do, and I use it back at them later in the conversation. You know what oh, I'm saying? Totally. Like you get thrown around. Yeah,
0: exactly. You know how many like <laughs> facts and words I've learned from watching The Simpsons?) That I've used in real life? <laughs> it's embarrassing almost.
1: How many science facts you use?: Yeah, for sure. But yeah, but, he's a, he's a really great sidekick, uh, serves the purpose of the sidekick, might outshine the main dude, uh, the, well, the yeah, dude. Yeah, uh, yeah,
0: he's like the emotional leader of the film too, you know, he leads the, uh, uh, the eulogy for Donnie, and, yeah. uh, yeah. He gets yeah, angry he, when people are supposed to get, cause the dude is so mellow. He's so mellow. And one, yeah. He, Walter. Picks up all the emotional slack for
1: yeah, it's quality. like he's sucking in all the anger for him. Yeah. yeah, 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 you're right. Uh, yeah, that's that's a great, a great pick, and I agree with it. It wasn't on my list, but I, uh, I agree with it. Big Lebowski, uh,
0: go see it if you have it. <laughs> yeah, you know, if you have a checked,
1: if you want to out Big Lebowski from '98, maybe a, <laughs> maybe a stream that
0: <laughs> the Cohen boys, I think they're big things for them on the horizon.
1: Yeah, I think they have a future, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Uh, I think the first one that I said was, uh, Pedro from, I almost almost said Pedro Zamora from real world. (laughs) He was kind of a sidekick to puck. (laughs) (laughs) No, they were, they were, they were enemies. They were were arch enemies. enemies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Um, I don't know why someone said Pedro Zamora. Well, you're a
0: bleeding racist. It's all right.
1: Yeah. I'm a white dude. Yeah. And, um, no Pedro from Napoleon dynamite and, uh, And I was, uh, what I I wanted to say about that is that he, he fits, um, he fits the sidekick mold to a T and does not outshine the main character. Uh, and also is good. It's like, it's like, I think, I think defining the rules of, um, a sidekick should be like you, you're, you're subservient in a way it's, it it sounds bad, but you know what I mean? You're you're right. Second, second banana, uh, you you mostly, you add comic relief. Uh, and, and you do not outshine the main, uh, antagonist, the main guy, the main part of
0: it. We learned yesterday. There's definitely, there's different types of sidekicks, definitely all second bananas, but some are a little more aggressive. Some play uh, a a bigger humor role. Some are there for more moral support as we will see. But, uh, yeah, good, good points and good, good pick on Pedro.
1: Yeah. And I think Pedro is there, you know, uh, Napoleon Diamant's an awkward movie and I think he's there to he adds more awkwardness, but in his own way. Like, he, like, like, like yeah, like Napoleon's sure. awkward in one way, Pedro's awkward in another, you know, like yeah. it's, it's, you know, so it, it fits that, it fits that world perfectly. Like, it's one of those things where, I think that's another good. It's, you can use this with any element of a movie, but you take that out of the movie, does it suck up the movie? Then, then that's how you know it's perfect for the movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like you said with Walter, like you take Walter out of that movie, that's a, a a movie about a guy who smokes too much weed. Like it's not the same thing. Like he's also he he keeps the the action going in the movie. Like he keeps the whole story going.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: Pedro is more of there for uh, there's there's a comic relief there, but also i yeah I think that he he fits that role so well, and if you took him out of it,
0: it wouldn't be as fun of a movie you know agreed good one, good one. Uh, I believe my next one we went way back in time to uh, hey. <laughs> not the Michael J fox movie that you're thinking of, but Teen Wolf and Styles. Jerry Levine. Yeah. This is a
1: biggie for me. Like this was, this was like, you wonder when you're growing up from these 80s movies, how much of your personality do you get from watching yeah, oh, a wise totally. sidekick in the 80s movies? And this was a trope. This was like, There was tons of these. that Maybe not tons of them. Oh, yeah, you know what? Oh, my God. You could have, what's his name? Curtis Armstrong in, in Better Off Dead is a sidekick as well. Yeah. He wasn't yeah. on my list. But he fits that same mold as Styles does, with like the wise ass, like the more ballsy. Like you have the main guy who's awkward and shy and probably a little bit better looking, and then you yeah. have the sidekick who's either
0: like a weirdo or a wise ass, or he's he's like absolutely starting the shit. He's starting. You the even shit. have the, speaking of Better Off Dead, you even have the the anti sidekick. You have the bully and their sidekicks. Yes, the henchmen. I would call the those guys more because they don't even get. They don't even get a. They have character names, but they're barely characters. I, I immediately think of um, uh, what Jeremy Piven comes to mind when he played a lot of those guys.
1: Yeah, he was in. He's in Better Off Dead. He's one. Yeah, he's one of the. Uh, and it's ironic because him and Cusack were like best buddies. Right. So like, they a fine helper. What's your name,
0: Charles Demar? <laughs> 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 the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, Piven plays a great, um, great sidekick. Yeah. Piven always plays a sidekick to Q. Stack, like even in uh, High Fidelity, he did. Yep, uh, yep. Not, yeah, not, that's not, true. Not, 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 high not high the, um, Gross Point Plank. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, like a little bit of less of a sidekick. It's yeah. more like a you know.
0: It's Styles is a classic. Styles had uh, that Jerry Jerry Levine, who we referenced yesterday, <laughs> was the mechanical pencil in Seinfeld.
1: Yeah. I had to go all the way down to the warehouse. I had a fight with the foreman. Big fight with the foreman. <laughs> with the foreman. You had a fight with the foreman? Yes. Doesn't he go, yes? He goes, yes. <laughs> I think he goes, he goes, you had a fight with the foreman? And he goes, yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget, we also brought up the uh, the T-shirt, Styles T-shirt. What are you looking at, Dick Nose? Oh, my God. And I said... <laughs> We got to do this. We have to. That
1: has to be the uh Defender movie t-shirt. Yes. We're going to give them away on a Patreon or we're going to we're going to uh make them for sale for the for Somebody
0: the- get that design going out there, Defenders. What are you looking at, Dick Nose? It's such at, a hilarious look insult. Look at Dick knows. I want it to be
1: the same I love that writing from the 80s shirts, that bubble writing, yeah, yeah. whatever that is. Um uh yeah, so my it reminds me of my buddy when I was in college, this guy I knew he was like really adept at the internet already. Like he knew he knew coding, he knew he was a yeah. really smart guy. And he made a like a, a rinky dink porn site. Like he made his own porn site. Ooh. But it was just one page and it was like just pictures on one page. But he called it Jerry Malibu's Palace of Porn. That's what he to what, <laughs> what a great name, Jerry Malibu. <laughs> at Jerry Malibu's Palace of Porn, it was one page. But he Not much of a, a palace. Shirt. He had a shirt made up like that "What's Up Dick shirt with the same writing that said "Jerry Malibu" to "Jerry Malibu" on the shirt, and it was great. I loved uh, it. It was fantastic. I love it. That's great. So, All right, you got one for me. So Styles is. But one thing, one last thing, I wanted to mention about Styles is that he. One of the coolest moments when you're a kid watching Team Wolf is Styles surfing on the top surfing of, USA. Of, 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 the work, of the work van. The work van. It's oh, so great. Yeah. Right, he goes, Surf, I think he climbs out the window and goes, Surf, Set. You know, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, yes, I had one that's on your list that I mentioned. Um, short round from Temple of Doom.
0: Right. I wasn't going to bring him up and unless you made him up because, you know, i You I, hate that movie. A Temple of Doom is just. It's not a bad movie, but it's just so. Much of a lesser movie than Raiders and uh, Last Crusade. It's just a, a greatness sandwich with the meats. The meats are spoiled in that sandwich. Now but you the take bread that, is delicious. Take it out of the trilogy. How would you put it up against other action movies, though? Say, that's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, still pretty good, but it's just kind of, it gets those, yeah, it's kind of campy and a little corny, and you didn't think that that Indiana Jones does that so well in Raiders, and they do it so great in Last Crusade, you're just like, alright, this one's a little cartoony, you know? I got a good question for you.
1: What? what? What does its trilogy better, Die Hard 2 or Temple of Doom?
0: Ooh, god damn it. Uh, oh, Die Hard 2. I, uh,
1: and I know that die,
0: uh, the, uh, Indiana is not a trilogy, I get it, there's a fourth. One. Well, yeah, yeah but I mean, nobody really can. So I nobody. think Die Hard 2. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I like die Hard, die Hard 2. I think it's a better movie than Temple of Doom. In, if you're putting it up in that, that follows such a great uh, juxtaposition ah, of those movies. Because both of, both of the originals are so great, and both of the third uh, movies' second. installments are phenomenal, too. And the second yeah, one's just yeah, yeah. kind of like, eh. But I like Die Hard, too. I don't hate Die Hard 2. Temple of Doom, I'll turn off. I won't watch it if it's on. Die Hard 2, it's, but you you think it's the worst one, though? Yeah, for sure.
1: Oh, I just realized this. even the Die Hard's aren't a trilogy. They they have four. They have oh yeah, that's true too. Good. But again,
0: it's like, do we really count that fucking now one with Justin Long? Ugh.
1: No, yeah, I don't know. No, not at all. I know. Uh, but Die Hard 2 Die Hard 2 is way better than people give it credit for. It's it way is better. But Die Hard 1's so good, that's why that's why that happened. Yeah. And then Temple of Doom, you right, it's still a good movie. Right. But I probably would Die Hard 2 would edge it out for me. Ooh, that's How a about good one. Trilogy versus trilogy, of Indiana versus the Die Hards. Uh,
0: I gotta i got to Indiana. Indiana.
1: I wouldn't. I would do Die hard. I knew you were gonna go Die Hard.
0: <laughs> I absolutely would do that. i uh, love but one tro- and I, three on both, man, but uh, damn, that's uh, a tough one. Some people go three on Die Hard is better than one. Uh, you think, you know, I'm in that camp as well. Yeah, that's right, you are, that's right. We did a whole
1: debate about it. Um, <laughs> so, but Short Round as a sidekick, it, it has that new aspect to it that we haven't talked about yet of, of the kids as sidekicks, which happens a lot. Yeah, in, you know, the kids yeah. sidekick to the adult. And he's like the perfect one. He's great at it, he's funny. Yeah. Like, Whenever you have like a, um, yeah, they have to have a kid that's like, it it's, it gets away with being an asshole, you know, like like the kid gets away with saying things that an adult maybe wouldn't yeah, say, yeah, or you know, yeah. or you, know, you think that. of it, a, you think of it a different way. Cover your hot, Indy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cover your hot.
0: I'm and cool. for the record, I believe we are both also in the same camp of uh, Last Crusade is better than Raiders.
1: uh yes, I am. I Me Last too. Crusade, which which I for a long time I felt bad about having that opinion because I was like. Oh, the first one has to be the best one, nah. but I'm like, no, Last Crusade is my hands down my favorite one of the Indiana
0: Jones. Same movies. here, same here.
1: It, it's a, it's such a good
0: movie. Yeah. So um, here's one that I forgot to mention earlier. I mentioned it earlier in yesterday's episode. Is old Jerry Reed and Smokey and the Bandit, the Snowman.
1: Yes, that's yeah. Like, where would you put him? in your list? Like, is he, a, is he I, would, a I, I, is I forgot to mention earlier, sidekick. I would put
0: him toward the end of my list. I, he's not near the, the my favorites. Um, but he's a fun one and uh, it's a fun movie and he's a great sidekick. He, he knows his role. He's, I mean, literally, you know, there to support Smokey, uh, you know, uh, literally with the, he's driving the big truck to, or actually, no, I guess that's the other way around. Smokey is the, uh, what do you call it? Smokey Decoy. the Coy. Oh, I mean, uh, yeah. right, right, right. That's my the Cop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, Snowman's good. He's got Old Fred the dog. Jerry Reed is so good. He's got some funny lines, and uh, yeah, he's just like second fiddle to to a great character in Smokey. And maybe my favorite song written for a movie, Eastbound and Down. It's just so yeah. Good. It's great. It's great. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, he wouldn't even get on my list just because I I I that movie once, and I have I have to rewatch that movie. What? I know, uh, I, I know, I'll rewatch it. It's on streaming now, I think, so I that's a it. flipper,
0: that's a flipperoo for me. I'm, if it's on, I'm watching it.
1: One I brought up yesterday, also, we brought up all these yesterday, we should just keep saying that. But <laughs> yeah. it's, it's so weird to re- retape because you're like, I, I said watch. this. And I'm everybody so knows sorry. that I said this, but everybody out there has no idea. <laughs> um, and this is like a major one for me. Major, major,
0: major. And I think I guessed it. I think I knew who you were going to say. You did. You did guess it. You absolutely guessed yeah. it. Cam-
1: Cameron from Terry yes.
0: Fuelers Day Off. Like Great one, the- who was also
1: on my list. In the halls of movie history, I think perfect. one of the all-time great sidekicks. Absolutely perfect. Uh, knew his role. Uh, his life was um, uh, his, his life was helped by being uh, friends with Ferris, and Ferris's yeah. life was helped by being friends with him. Yep. Um, definitely, you know, he helped the action of the movie. The movie go along with the whole dad's car thing is a whole plot. Like, so. Um, Cameron to me is like cuz it fits so much, it checks so many boxes. 80s movie, uh perfect sidekick, funny funny sidekick, uh yeah. well acted. Um uh, the has emotional parts to it. You but feel it the deep, friendship like
0: an uh, internal sadness to him too. Absolutely.
1: You know? We were talking about that <laughs> I said keep doing it. I but know. we were um, the whole conversation he has, uh, that's at the stock market, where they're, where they're in, in Chicago yep. in the movie, and he goes, oh, he asks Sloan to marry him, Ferris does, and then he goes, I'll give you two reasons not to get married, my mom, my dad. It's like, yeah. they, like, and I was saying, that's such adult writing for a fucking kids movie. It's such yeah, a it's weird great. conversation, because Ferris Bueller's The New the Day Off was marketed towards like, I don't know man, older kids and like teenagers. Do you know what I mean? Like so I think that fits into that John Hughes like, Hey, you're not alone with if you're bummed out about your parents being yelling at each other or something. Sure, like sure. every every John Hughes movie is like there's there's a parental there's the, the, the parents are on a different level, and we've talked about that before, too. Of like, we had that, what was it, a couple of weeks ago, last week, where it was like, but we did it more The the adults are dumber than the kids. Yeah. But every John Hughes movie, the adults are on a separate plane. You know what I mean? Like, the adults. Right, they're,
0: they're more placeholders. They're, they're not.
1: They're not, yeah. They're a more. They're not getting outsmarted not
0: by the kids, even though, obviously, in Ferris Bueller's, you have, you know, the whole Principal Rooney thing. But. And it's not like yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess Ferris's parents are kind of—they're not dim-witted, but they're just kind of like getting the wool pulled over their eyes. It's like they're just doting, like they're—they're clearly in love with him, but they make
1: it—they make them seem pretty dopey. Like they definitely have a thing where they seem pretty. uh, Because even when they're like, and he's like doing such bad acting, and they're like, "All right, you feel better,"
0: but like. (laughs)
1: Yeah, you're right. Like, but they, they like, but he's supposed to be like the favorite child, and they believe whatever he says and that kind of thing. But, but they definitely make uh, them. At, they're on the outside of what's going on in the reality of the movie. They're just like they're the ones that have to be in the in the, not in the know for the movie to happen. You know,
0: Rooney, you're an asshole. <laughs> you're an asshole. <laughs> but yeah, he's yeah. Cameron's, Cameron's great. a great one. Yeah. Uh, one that I had that was kind of bizarre and out there. That's a fun one, but it's in maybe my top favorite, uh, top five favorite movies of all time. Reed Rothschild from Boogie Nights. It's such a great one. This is like a John C. Riley. It's yeah. probably the ultimate. You think, is, it
1: the, is it the best thing John C. Riley's done?
0: I I think so. Um, he's I, we it's mentioned definitely picture. what made he, him famous. I think he's right? such a great actor. He's so funny, and he can really pull off a lot of stuff, but. He's super might be funny guy. The best thing he's ever done. It's definitely, I think, the best thing Mark Wahlberg's ever done. Um, it
1: also it rides that line, man. Like that, that it's that it's a, it's an it's an unintentionally funny role.
0: Yeah, agreed. Well, it, it's it's super. It's such a dark movie. Everything is is really unintentionally, intentionally funny. Do you know what I mean? yeah, like, does yeah, that make sense? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah which is fun. very hard to pull off. It's
1: super hard to pull off. Like, like I, the, the understanding, and it's going to sound so dramatic, but the understanding that Paul Thomas Anderson has of, like, the human condition is on a different level, I think. Oh, he's so great. He gets, he, gets, he gets the comedy in things being, like, dumb or in life or in, uh, you know, yeah. or, or the way that, like, you have the Roth Child, and then you have... The scene. Then you have somebody like uh, T.J. Mackey in, in Magnolia, and the scene with him and yeah, Jason Robards. I was going to say Magnolia a, maybe
0: magnifies it a little more.
1: Yeah, a gut wrenchingly dramatic. Nothing funny about that scene at all. Like he knows the the, the levels of dra- drama, how drama can be comedy in life, and how
0: how it can't. Yeah. like you know, and I think that's those are my favorite types of movies. Honestly, the Coen Brothers do that so well too. It's like yes they do. Yeah, high drama movies that also are hilarious because of the the the, the fu- like the, the humor that you have to find in those scenarios in life. It's so yeah, you're it's such right. a perfect con- con- combination. It's the
1: dark humor. It's even Buster Scruggs has the the guy yeah. with no arms and no legs thing where it's like there's parts that are funny but the whole thing is <laughs> gut-wrenching at the same time. So I it know. gives you that weird butterfly feeling of like oh my god, this poor fucking guy. <laughs> Uh, but as far as Reed Rothschild goes, yes, uh, definitely. And we uh, when he, how he comes on the scene and when Dirk Diggler shows up, and at first he tries to big dog him, and then he, and then yep. he just falls falls right in line, right in line. To, to, to his role. Uh, it's actually probably hard to do as an actor that way, or you know the way it's written is perfect because there's <laughs> yeah. really no exploration of that. Like I think the only showdown they have is at that pool, and then it's just that's the way yeah, it is. That's it. Correct? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Because it's literally it's oh this guy's. Literally the new big, big dick in town.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like he just, yeah. yeah literally. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. You like, have a great, you um, have a great big cock. May I see it? Yeah. It's like, it's like two gorillas meeting in the wilds. You know, like it's yeah. like the same thing. You work out at Coach uh, Gym? Oh, nah, I would have seen you there. I'm there every day. <laughs> God, that Colonel scene is so heartbreaking when he is in. Dude, that's what I'm talking about. That's uh, what I'm, oh my are god. Are you my friend, Jack? Jack? Are you oh my my, And then it goes god. quiet, but you still see him mouthing it. Are you my friend? Oh, oh my God, that is that is it, oh my God, that is like You're one reading. of
1: the most awkward scenes in a movie.
0: Are you my friend? And sadly
1: oh. "Are you my friend, Jack? Are you my friend?" That is the real film, the, Jack. Uh, it's br- that's what I mean. Like Paul Thomas Anderson. Jesus Christ, man! What a what an amazing talent that guy is. How many is. times have we said that in, in life? It's a real oh film, my. Jack.
0: <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Ricky K. Ricky J. Ricky J. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got, I got <laughs> two more. You well, also
1: Ricky K. died too. So R.I.P. Ricky K. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some guy Ricky K.
0: must have died. Going through the whole done. alphabet of Rickys. Yeah. <laughs> Look out, Ricky
1: um, M. I have, uh, well, I have my, um, my one that that is definitely not on your list that I mentioned I'll mentioned it quick, uh, is Cosmo Brown, played by Donald O'Connor. Yes. In, in St. Louis Rain. Lifelong sidekick. Not just a, not a, not a Boogie night situation where they're fast friends. These guys have known each other since they were, like, in the movie, they show you little kids, and they, this guy has always been second banana the whole entire time, but they love each other as buddies, and I mentioned uh, that there's a ma- like Senior in the is one of those movies that when I watched as a kid, I'm like, I want to be a dancer. But I'm, not a da- <laughs> I'm not a dancer. i have never been a dancer. I want to dance. I want to. I just want to dance. But like you, will watch it. It's the manliest you'll ever. And that's this will sound bad, but it's the manliest you'll ever see dancing. Like it's 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 these two guys that were like. Sh- do heterosexuals just dancing away yeah, yeah. in this movie and it's really good don't get me wrong i appreciate dance but you don't <laughs> usually see these these real gruff and uh, grim uh, meanheads dancing in movies but like but these guys are like like it's not like you were like oh this is a I, I'm, I'm digging myself in a hole here but you know what i'm saying i'm basically saying that uh, it's so much fun to watch these guys dance
0: <laughs> well no we were we, I, again we mentioned this yesterday but um it it warrants uh, mentioning again is that uh, when you're at the comedy cellar where we work, you have this introduction kind of movie and there's an intro video the to make them, them laugh. Right and we're saying it's, I didn't know that that was from singing to the rain. Cause I haven't seen the full thing, but that is maybe one of the, if not the best uh, displays of physical comedy where it's just like, you know, it's that it's like the classic physical comedy. It's like the guy running up the wall and doing the backflip. Like he, it's not comedy, It's not movie magic tricks. Like this guy is doing all those things. You know, like He's doing it jumping all. on the couch and having it land. It's like and how I they got that. I don't know if they did that all in one take or how many it took them, but it's it's insane. It's impressive. I should have looked it up, but I think he had arthritis in his legs while
1: he was doing that. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm almost positive. I know something was up about that. That that dancing was like that. He. He, something happened the day before where he was having problems with some health problem and but he still did that, that dance. Um, yeah, so, just to see Donald O'Connor singing in the rain is worth it for that. Like, here's the thing. I, I don't, I don't recommend like older movies like that unless I think people really, like Rear Windows, the last one that I said, yeah, you gotta check it out. But singing in the rain, you gotta watch. It's, the, the comedy holds up. It's like, you know, whatever it is uh but then we had a matchup of these we had kind of like the same um same type of sidekick at the end of the episode that we taped yesterday
0: yes can i say one that i forgot yesterday which i think uh, of course bears mentioning is red from shawshank redemption oh see that's up for debate i think i agree When i was thinking about it, i go is red a sidekick and no I think- I, no i don't think he is do you think he is it's a very tough one because they're both very independent. Red is a red is very much like the the man in charge of the, you know, he's a man who knows how to get things. And That's the thing. And Andy and, is a, Andy's a very solo kind of guy. It's I don't know if Red is really a sidekick, but I don't think he is because also Andy Dufresne is
1: not. He's not taking advantage of the leader role at all in that in that. The only time that he can sidekick- But
0: that's the thing. He does kind of help everybody in the prison. He he affects their lives. Maybe not help, but he affects their lives, you know? But not Brooks, but the in intent- Memorial intent- Library. He he helps um Tommy. He helps the cops. Uh he gets all the guys' uh beer when he tars the roof. It's all his ideas without really if, taking anything for himself. If Red is a sidekick, he's the most Confident sidekick I've ever like
1: actually yeah I, I, I'm gonna rule get no I'm gonna rule right, really against right. it I don't think he's a sidekick but it, the only time he gets sidekicky is at the like it's weird like when Andy can Andy teaches him about stuff that he didn't know like there's they, the only way the only reason why you think he's a sidekick it's is because end. he gets thrown for a loop at certain points where he where, like things scenes like where he's like I want um uh the actress what's the actress's name and um uh, um uh I can't think of it but when he wants the poster and he says her name. Oh yeah, uh, um, not Marley and Dietrich. It's um, and, um whatever her name is. So uh, things like that, and then and, and then that way. Yeah, same here. Uh, and that way, Red. You're like, oh, he's a psychic because he's like doing stuff for Andy. But he's the elder statesman in the prison. Like Andy, and there's a disruption yeah. that comes in from Andy. Like that, these guys. Like, it, but he's not like Raquel Welch. Like Red, Raquel Welch. Um, well, Red is us. not. It's not even Raquel Welch. No, no, it's one, the one before that. There's one before that. Um, you missed my, you missed my Seinfeld reference. <laughs> I heard it, I heard it. <laughs> but when it comes to Andy, the, Red is not yes. beholden uh, to Andy, and Andy, like there's no following of Red to Andy. Like there's not. That's not happening. Agreed. I agree. It's an agree. equal footing. So I wouldn't say it's a psychic.
0: Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Well, my big one, my number one of all time, the sidekicks of sidekicks is Mr. Garth Algar, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Woo! Wayne's World! Wayne's World. Excellent. <laughs> wow, excellent. wow, wow,
0: wow,
1: wow, wow. Uh, uh
0: he's my favorite, and I think he really knows his role. And it's funny to mention, too, that uh he was such a good sidekick, was really kind of lost without Wayne. You know, they they make it. It's such a funny device in the movie that whenever Wayne's not there, Garth gets really paranoid and really awkward and shy. And it's funny because as how much he needed Wayne in the movie, they famously, Dana Carvey and Mike Myers, didn't get along at all while so they were he, shooting. So it's even better. It's even greater of a job that they, he did that. Yeah, which consider, is even more yeah, impressive.
1: Yeah. Super but. impressive because those, like – like um those relationships like that can affect the way a movie is. Now, For if two sure. characters aren't aren't supposed to like each other in a movie, that that helps too if they really don't like each other. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that those guys butted heads and they were they're on the screen together the whole time. Like yep. they, they barely have any alone time in the movie.
0: Professionals. Two pros, man.
1: And as far as my quintessential uh, sidekick, I don't know if he's my favorite. I think Cameron's my favorite. Yeah. But I this guy is this guy's, Cameron. This guy's more of a sidekick guy. Uh, he's, he's more of a—he fits the role better. Silent Bob from J.N. Silent Bob, right, like right, when right. it's in, when it's in the like. There's nothing that's Ferris Bueller and Cameron. Like when it's in the name, you know it's a sidekick. And, yeah, like, that's you know, true. And, and talk about not saying much—he doesn't say anything—and still does a good job of establishing his presence in the movies and
0: TV. Does not uh, he? Doesn't he say something right at the very end? Wasn't that yeah, their he, thing? Yeah, in, he says like more one thing at, at the clerks. very end. And clerks, yeah. And He's also actually, in uh, ball rats. So it's always something very
1: wise at the end. Yes. Yeah, he gives, like, yeah, that's the gag. Like, he just says one thing that, like, encapsulates the entire situation or something. Yeah, a
0: Jedi needs not these things. (laughs) It was always, like, a Star Wars reference or something. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Now,
1: I don't even, I'm not even, you know, as time goes on, I don't think the Kevin Smith movies hold up as well. I think they're very 90s and whatever.
0: I think Mallrats is is my favorite and holds up pretty fun. I'm such a, I love, you know, I'm from New Jersey, and I love those movies because they're so packed with Jersey (laughs) stuff. This fucking kid loves Kevin Smith, It doesn't like Bruce Springsteen. I don't understand you. You're I from don't actually Jersey. love Kevin Smith movies, to be honest. I love, uh, I love uh, Clerks well, and I love Mallrats. I was just kidding anyway. So. <laughs> but yeah, it's true. I don't love Springsteen. <laughs> you don't like Springsteen. I can't get over it. I love New Jersey. <laughs> I'm, I'm from New love- Jersey and I'm proud about it. I love the Garden State. That's Is that a song? That's a song. I only know that actually from a Less Than Jake album. You guys know, should be ashamed of yourselves. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, long eyelids better.
1: <laughs> ah, uh, whatever. Um, but yeah, when it comes to Silent Bob, a really, really great uh, sidekick, uh, like car- like uh, cartoonishly a sidekick. Like, like there's, yeah. there's a couple of these. Wayne's in the same boat where it's like you could, they could this Jay and Silent Bob just could have been a cartoon, and you would have been like, oh yeah, that makes sense yep, for, yep. for the for the material. It has that feeling to it.
0: Hey, um, did you become a nut bar? The guard <laughs> <front lines>, man. <laughs> and give Wayne's World 2 another rewatch. It's a very funny sequel, very underrated. It's got some really funny parts to it.
1: Yeah, I really do have to rewatch that. I, I saw it a long time ago. Um. Yes, yeah, so that's basically our countdown of our favorites. We know, Defenders, we know that we have forgotten a ton of sidekicks.
0: Oh, yeah. So a why
1: don't you do this? Why don't you tweet at us at movie on Twitter or email us, DefendYourMovie at gmail.com, and let us know which ones we forgot. We'll answer uh, your email. We'll tweet at us because it's more fun that way and everybody can see it at Defensive movie on Twitter, let yeah. us know which uh, sidekicks we forgot, which are your favorites, which you think fit into the role, which are like uh, ride the border, like are, are in and out of the, out of the uh, definition of what a sidekick does. Um, and uh, yeah, and which, and which also if you took them out of it, would, would, would destroy the entire movie.
0: You know what I mean? Let me ask you this, Shawnee time. Is yes. Kramer Jerry's sidekick or is George Jerry's sidekick? George is Jerry's sidekick. Yeah, you're right.
1: Right? Kramer's not. Kramer is... Kramer's a little independent.
0: Yeah, Kramer's not on his own schedule. George, But is... he does love Jerry. He does look up to Jerry. Love... Dude, I was watching one the other day. He's got, when you see Kramer's door open, he's got Jerry's old black and white headshot on his wall. <laughs> does he? Oh, that's so far. Have you ever really seen that before? That... No. Oh, I got to screen grab it for you. There's one time, um, when you, you know, they see, you never see Kramer's apartment. Really, the most you ever see Kramer's apartment is the hot tub scene. But usually, he's always in the door frame. And there's one, you can see Jerry's old headshot on his wall. It's like, Jerry's so doing funny. that classic, like, 1980s pose, like, head on the hand. Yeah, it's from the, the sign language picture that he has on yeah. the cover of his book. Yeah. Uh, dude, but yeah,
1: I would say Kramer is more of, like, Donnie from, from, um, uh, Big Lebowski. Like, where he's, yeah. like, he's got his own schedule. Like, he's not, the main sidekick, is George. sidekick.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He literally yes. plays the sidekick on the Merv Griffin show. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Where are the So cameras? yeah, uh, Kramer, uh, Newman, yeah, because
1: that even proves to you more that, that Kramer has his own thing going yeah. on, man. Yep. And also Kramer will like 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 George were barely butt heads with Jerry, meaning like, but Kramer, like they Kramer left and went to Los Angeles. Like that's yeah. not you know, like yeah. that's
0: so, but George would never do that. Jerry, you know. Well, George is ruthless, though. George would sell anybody out for to better George, though.
1: Oh, yeah, he has done that during the show. He because he, he, he blames Sorry. Jerry right away for you everything. Already got a yeah, George.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Can I come, dude? He sells Jerry and Kramer out so quickly, right away.
1: <laughs> the bizarro world. <laughs>
0: Uh, Uh, a fun episode I apologize to everybody again that this one's being released late but still just as fun a time Uh, Shawnee I love you thank you for being gracious and patient with me oh of course my friend my memory lapse and this one I I was staring at the recording button going the whole time so (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, uh, I'm at Shawnee Time on Instagram and Twitter. I have a website, SeanDonnellyComedy.com. I have a show on Sirius called Celebrate. We do it every week at 4 on Raw Dog 99. On and Andy,
0: what about you? On uh, Wednesdays, yes. Uh, pretty much the exact same schedule, Shawnee. I, you can call me <laughs> at Andy Fiori uh, on Twitter and Instagram. I also have a website, AndyFiori.com. Nothing's going on there right now, but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, Shawnee, you can hear on, uh, Celebrate at four on Wednesdays. You can hear my show, The Raw Report on SiriusXM on Raw Dog 99 on Thursdays at 4 p.m. And of course, on demand at all times. And we should say that, uh, go over there and sign up. If you want to check out our shows, they are a, doing a free streaming service through the end of May. So you still got a whole nother month. And if you like what you hear, why not throw the kids a few bucks and sign up? It's, a, it's really great. I, I couldn't live without SiriusXM now. Honestly, I, I'm addicted to it.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. Um, all right, cool. So we we will have another episode for you next week. We're gonna tr- we're gonna try to start up the two two episodes a week thing again. Yeah, right, Andy.
0: Yeah, yeah. We just uh, had a little bandwidth room fiasco, so as so we get that figured out, we'll be back. Yeah, we're
1: see. just changing that, and then we and then also there's things on the horizon as far as more content goes. So uh, yeah, so remember also to subscribe and re- five star and, review, baby, and five star review and and write a review, and it, it only helps the podcast. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Andy, for recording. We appreciate it. (laughs) And we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.